TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. What are you thinking? What are you thinking about? The twins, of course. It's Five Twins Thoughts. Five. With Derek Wetmore. Welcome, everybody, to the latest Five Thoughts podcast here on Score North on 1500. I'm Rami Makhlouf, along with Twins Insider Derek Wetmore. Derek, welcome. How are you this afternoon, my friend? Great. I'm very good. We just got, we're taping this a little bit early. We just finished watching the Gophers win their first round game. So that was a lot of fun. That was exciting. And uh, Phil Mackey was on pins and needles while the rest of us were like, dude, this thing's over. Why Wasn't that funny? Like, <laughs> Phil is just a classically conditioned Gophers fan. And I was sitting there just doing the math, being like, okay, it's going to be pretty tough for her right. to come back. And he's like, no, I've seen this movie before. I've seen this movie before. This week's uh, five thoughts. Last week we did our five American League playoff teams. This week our five National League playoff teams. And when we started the American League... I said to you, let's just knock out our first three thoughts in one fell swoop and say that the Yankees, Red Sox, and Astros are going to win their divisions, and then we can move on to the rest of the playoff picture. I don't know that we can do the same in the National League. Can we, Derek? There's one team I think we both will agree on, and that's out west. I mean, the Dodgers are winning that division. The Rockies gave them a run last year. Yeah, that's true. I'm picking the Dodgers. Okay, thought number one, I think the Dodgers (laughs) are going to win the West, but I don't think it's going to be easy, Derek. Yeah, I think they are going to win the West as well. I'm curious to know how much the Rockies can sustain what they did last year. Um, I love that they brought Arenado back. It's awesome that he got his money. Obviously, Chuck Nasty's a great player, too. And do they have the pitching to continue to contend with the Dodgers. Although, as I say that, I mean, Clayton Kershaw is not going to start opening day. Looks like he's not going to be ready by opening day. So maybe maybe the Dodgers do come back a little bit. I just view them as having significantly more talent, especially when you consider that Seager's going to be back this year. On some level, and again, I am picking the Dodgers, but on some level, do you think the law of averages figures in here that the Dodgers have to have an off year at some point? I mean, what, yeah. what is it, five, five straight playoff appearances? Well, and it looked like that was last year. Right. right? They started off the season, and we were like, oh, told yeah. you, Dodgers can't dig out of this hole. What was it, the Diamondbacks had a commanding lead of that division. And in May, we were saying, like, well, so much for that dynasty. Well, then they came roaring back, and they were the Los Angeles Dodgers sure. that everyone has come to fear. Uh, I, I, Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but getting arguably your best player back, that helps. That helps quite a bit. And getting the shortstop back is going to be big for them. So I I do see them as sort of the most talented team far and away. Arizona lost Goldschmidt. That hurts. Right. Colorado, uh, like how much better can they do compared with what they did last year? I have severe questions about that totality of that roster. So, yeah, I could see it. Um, um, put it this way. I'm pretty wishy-washy on uh, what I think passionately or think strongly about the National League as opposed to the American League. I'm like, nope, these are the five teams, and you can't even talk me off of them. <laughs> I tried. You can't. I tried. <laughs> you, I tried to tell you the Twins are winning this division. You, you would not and, listen. You and many other people have tried <laughs> in the past couple of weeks, and I just i am not hearing it. All right, let's move on to thought number two, and let's move to the National League East, where the Atlanta Braves won the division last year with a 90 90- and 72 record. A lot of shakeup in the division, though, Derek, with, with the Phillies getting uh, Bryce Harper. Obviously, that affects the Washington Nationals. I am seeing a lot of people, though, with the Nationals as sort of their sleeper team in the National in the National League, despite 
losing Bryce Harper. Are you yeah. buying that? What's your What's your American League East champion and and your second thought, Derek? Shoot, uh, I thought that that was going to be a hipster pick on my part. <laughs> thought, thought number two: I think the Nationals are winning that division. Really? It's a It's going to be. It's the best division in baseball for my money. With apologies to your National League Central, mm-hmm. I think top to bottom. Obviously, you can throw the Marlins out with the bathwater, but the other four clubs have what I consider to be a legitimate chance, not only at, at, at October, but at winning that division outright. I mean, the Braves, you mentioned, two of the best young players in baseball. That's all kinds of mm-hmm. fun. Um, the Phillies not only added Bryce Harper, but low-key JT Realmuto, and no one's talking about him anymore because they got Bryce. That's a great team. And the Nationals, also quietly, yes, they lost Bryce Harper, which is the, the national narrative all year, got Patrick Corbin, and if he pitches anywhere near the way he pitched his final season with the Diamondbacks, they've got three guys you'd legitimately consider aces. Um, Not in the classic sense of top 10 pitcher in baseball, but in the sense of game 163 or wild card coin flip game, I'm stoked that this guy is starting for us, and that's Scherzer, Strasburg, and now Patrick Corbin. That's going to be such a fun division, and we haven't even mentioned the LOL Mets. Um, there is a big shakeup over there, too. So I'm I'm getting a little long-winded here, but I think that is the best division in baseball. But my actual thought number two is I think the Nationals are winning it. I like the Phillies in that division. I think the Phillies win the, the National League East. They've got I some mean, pitching, too. You had two guys like Bryce Harper and JT Realmuto, and how many wins did you just add right there in a division where right. I, I – and I'm – I don't know if I'd go quite as far as you, Derek, to say it's the best division in the sure. National League because that NL Central You're an NL is Central very, stand. very strong. You're right. Um, but it, it's it's a really interesting division. I just think adding two guys like Harper and Real Muto to a team that has some young talent that, that should improve, and I really like what the organization is doing. I like yeah. I liked the hire of Gabe Kapler last year. I know that was one that a lot of people were turning their eyebrow up at. Like, really? Really? You hired Gabe Kapler as your manager? But... He's a guy who, a lot like Rocco Baldelli, he will think outside the box and try some things that are unorthodox and, and I think will work in modern-day baseball. And you give him Bryce Harper and JT Realmuto to a team that was already pretty talented last year and just tailed off at the end, ended up with 80 wins. Mm-hmm. I think I think the Phillies are your National League East champ. We don't have to waste a thought on this, mm-hmm. but do you think there's, a, like, is there any chance that that devolves into a drama show? Could. Okay. Very That's, well could. It's it's weird. It's my fatalistic thinking. It's my pessimism. But it's like you made these great offseason additions of two great players. And my head goes to like, well, now the pressure's on. Right. Like, it is. And I'm curious to see how Kapler handles that. I'm curious to see how the front office responds. And remember last year, it was a bit of like, you're the talk of baseball. This is the drama cycle. Part of that's from being in Philadelphia. I get it. But... Mm-hmm. I also do think now expectations ratcheted up quite a bit. Those fans are going to be disappointed if they fall short of the pennant and a World Series appearance in year one of the Bryce Harper era. Yeah, that would be real disappointing for Phillies fans, and we know Phillies fans don't necessarily handle the disappointment. <laughs> They're super great. forgiving. Yeah. Third thought: Who's your NL Central champion, Derek Wetmore? Well, I'm this doing is a where podcast. We get to my heart. Yeah, I'm doing a podcast with my good friend Rami Makloff, and I would not feel comfortable picking anyone but the Cubs. <laughs> like, feel free. We are, no, if that's what you think, that's what you truly believe, go ahead and pick somebody no, other than the Cubs in the NL. No, we're in an enclosed room. I, <laughs> I know you're doing your show here a little bit. I don't want to cheese you off. So I am picking the Cubs. Thought number three, I think the Cubs 
defy expectations and win the Central. And I say that because I don't see it unanimous. I think a lot of people are, you know, okay, the Brewers had a great year last year. I question, can they repeat the pitching? And now is Corey Knable going to be healthy enough to start the season? We don't know. The news that flashed across the wire today was he's having an elbow exam. Right. Well, okay, that would explain why you might be talking to one Craig Kimbrell. Mm -hmm. And as I told you, Rami, I think that if you add him to that bullpen mix and you can just stay healthy into October, even if it's a wild card, it's fine. I would feel great about that bullpen. Yeah. Put him up against the superpowers and just see what happens. Um, I, I'm not sure I trust Yelich to have that kind of season, but he's a great player. Lorenzo I mean, Cain's quietly a great player. It's hard to expect anybody to have that kind of season two years in a row. Right? Yeah, in 2003, I was probably down on Barry Bonds. But I look at this and I say, the Cubs are one of those great teams that people just get bored of talking mm-hmm. about. And I'm not. I'm not bored of them yet. I think that they are going to win that division. I think it'll be a great race. To your point on maybe this is the best division in baseball, I, again, I still i am taking the NL East there. But if you're asking me who's winning this, I think that the Cubs are winning, and I don't think you'll disagree. I also think the Cubs will win the NL Central, but I, I think it's going to be close again. I think this is going to be a tight race between the Cubs and the Brewers, and I think that the rest of the division makes that race that much tougher and that much tighter because you look around the National League Central and what some of these teams did in the offseason, Cardinals go out and get Goldschmidt, as you referenced earlier when, when we were talking that. about the Diamondbacks. The Reds go out and get Yasiel Puig. And I think the biggest acquisition that the Reds made this offseason was the Brewers pitching coach in Derek Johnson, who made a name for himself in Milwaukee by taking guys who no one really had expectations for and making something out of them. The Jolie Chassines, the Junior Guerras, the Chase Andersons of the world, Wade Miley last yeah. year was lights out for them in the playoffs. And I think that has a lot to do with Derek Johnson. So I think... Their pitching improves. That's a team that could already hit. And now gets Yasiel Puig back. The Reds intrigue me. The Cardinals always scare me because of what they were in the division for so long. But I think it'll be a battle between the Cubs and the Brewers. The thing that is weird to me, Derek, is that it's not just talking heads off the cuff saying that the Cubs are going to have a down year. I've seen Pakoda projections that have them, what, in like the 80 win yeah, range? Yeah, it was, I think I... I think I first saw 82, 82 and 80 or something like that right. for the Cubs. And yeah, that surprised me because you talk about like position player core, who are you trading with? Right. You know, who would you rather be? Right. Maybe the Yankees, maybe the Dodgers, but like this is one of the teams. And I think, and I talked about this before on this this very podcast, I think, um, those Pakoda projections and, and projections similar to those, I'm no mathematician. I can't come up with these algorithms, but it seems to me, Derek, like sometimes they don't they don't account for injury. Like Chris Bryant is a much better baseball player than what we saw last year, and I feel like sometimes projections don't necessarily factor in that it was an injury that led to a drop-off in numbers. Same sure. thing with Yu Darvish. I mean, there's no sure thing that Yu Darvish will bounce back and be himself again, but that's a guy who I, I don't know if computers or algorithms can mm-hmm. necessarily differentiate between just a bad year and a guy who was hurt, and so he had a bad year and production was off. And I think that factors into these equations and these algorithms that they put together. Yeah, so for new listeners of any of our Score North Twins shows, or Five Thoughts specifically, Mm -hmm. Rami, you are a Cubs guy, so that's not something that you're hiding behind. Is this a head pick or a heart pick for you? 
A little of both. Um, like I said, getting getting Chris Bryant back, who in his in his first three years in the league won Rookie of the Year MVP in a World Series. <laughs> that's not bad. I mean, that's pretty good. You know what I mean? <laughs> getting that guy back and, and back to, to normal and 100% in the middle of your lineup changes everything. And while he was out last year, you saw Javi Baez take that next step in his development. Uh, Anthony Rizzo still had a really good season after after a rough start. I gotta believe Kyle Schwarber can be better. Albert Elmora in center field is still yet to take the next step. Wilson Contreras, I think, is better than what we saw last year. I, I look around the diamond on the Cubs and I see guys who either because of injury or just the game of baseball and progression not being linear, something Theo Epstein has sort of trademarked, had had taken steps back or had down years who I think are, are major bounce-back candidates this year. And like you said, when you look at positional core, I don't know that you'd trade anybody in, in terms of what you have with the Cubs. And when you look at their pitching, for all the talk about the Cubs pitching, when when you Darvish is healthy, they put out a pretty good one through five, and I think they had the number two ERA in the National League last year as far as bullpens. Hmm. So the Cubs have the arms. They just ran into some injuries last year and had a really grueling schedule for the last 30 days of the season because of some rainouts earlier in the year, which is why every Midwest team should have a retractable roof. But that's besides the point. <laughs> Robbie but- Makloff here from Retractable Roofs. <laughs> so, Jeez. summing up, thought number three, I think the Cubs win the NL Central. Now we move to the wild cards there. It gets a little tricky here. It does. So there are some good teams around the National League, and I love the fact that there are teams that are trying. Unlike in the American League, it's pretty much like, are you trying to win the World Series, or are you trying to get the number one pick? Mm -hmm. In the National League, there are going to be good teams that don't make the postseason. So I'm tempted to say the wild card will come from the NL East, which is a great division, and the other one will come from the NL Central, which is a great division. But then there's that temptation that's like, well, the Rockies get to play a bunch of bad teams plenty of times in their division, or the Diamondbacks, who made two low-key additions that aren't stars, but guys that I love and I think are great for baseball clubhouses in Eduardo Escobar and Adam Jones, two just excellent leaders and, and teammates, and for whatever that's worth, yeah, you'd rather have Paul Goldschmidt, but it will mitigate, I think, some of the loss of that. Uh, but you lose Patrick Corbin, too. And that's just, it's tough to look at those other teams and see talent-wise, mm-hmm. them stacking up. So I'm going to go, thought number four, I think that Bryce Harper's Philadelphia Phillies get one of the wild card spots in the NL East and will be a scary draw for whoever has to play them in that game. You and I are kind of on the same page then in the NL East because I picked the Phillies to win the division. You picked the Nationals to win the division. You picked the Phillies as your wild card. I'm going to pick, or actually... No, you know what? I'm sorry, I confused myself. I just talked myself in circles there. I'm not taking the Nationals to win the wild card because I just can't. I can't see how you lose Bryce Harper and sure. improve. Yeah, yep, totally. you know what I mean. Yep. Like, yeah, I know they added Patrick Corbin, and that's great. But I also think pitching is a little overrated. It's a little in bit of 2019 a heart- Major League Baseball. It's a little bit of a heart pick for me. Okay, I just kind of want to see the Nats. You just want to be a hipster. Payoff. Yes. I got the Braves. Taking the okay. the wild card out of the NL, like Acuna and Albies and that whole mix of yeah, things. Yeah, I mean going. they won ninety games, and you have a bunch of guys on that good. team who should who should get better, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, again, right. progress isn't linear. It's entirely possible Acuna takes a step back, and some of these other young guys that they have on that roster take a step back. But the thinking is that they're still in that window of their career where they're improving. So I. And I don't think they suffered any major losses this offseason, did they, in terms of free agency? Um, 
Boy, not off the top of my head. I'm trying to think if anybody left. So I think they're coming back with mostly the same guys and should just get better based on the fact that guys haven't hit their ceiling yet. So I think that there's an improvement on 90 wins coming for okay. the, the Atlanta Braves and a wild card. Uh, thought number five, your last wild card spot in the National League. Derek yeah, Wilson. I was tempted to go way off the board here and say thought number five and try and make a pick for Craig Kimbrell or Dallas Keuchel and see if they would impact a race or where I would sign them to right now to impact a division winner. But I'm going to stick I'm going to stick with the script. I'm going to go with our plan. And I'm actually going to say this is a total heart pick. And I have no rooting interest for this team. I just want to see what they're trying work because I think it would be good for baseball. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say, thought number five, I think the New York Mets are going to be playing October baseball. I think they're going to get the second wild card spot just because I'd love to see this, like, aggressive madman thinking of building a roster. I would like to see it work so that other teams don't feel like they have to win the Frugal Award. Teams feel like, oh, we can just add good players and try to make a run at this thing. I don't know that I can call this a hipster pick, but this is very... It's out there. This is unorthodox. Yeah, it's a guy... I did not guy, think the Mets were going to come up in this conversation. It's a guy who I get criticized all the time, and Phil makes fun of me, our, our boss and coworker, makes fun of me all the time because I don't have any hot takes. Like my takes are just like, yeah, I don't know. It's usually it's warmer in May than it is in March. It's like, cool, great. Vanilla ice yeah, cream. They good. pay you yeah. to talk on a microphone with takes like that. But in my case, I just try to be right all the time, and then I just let the scoreboard do the talking. And in, however, I am going with the very scorched earth take that, that is- the Mets are going to the postseason this year, mostly just because I'm rooting for the way they built this team to actually pay off. I'm not sure I'm going to be right on this one, but I want to have this on the record for when they are playing October baseball. My take in my fifth thought isn't nearly, nearly as hot as that take right there, Derek. I think you have the hottest take in five thoughts today. I got the Brewers taking that that wild card spot in the NL Central. They'll probably, quite honestly, have the number one wild card spot out of the two and... On top of that, I think that once you get to October, and especially as you laid out, if if they add Craig Kimbrell, Oof. a team with a bullpen like that, good luck. Even though they may not be the division winners in 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 my predictions here, that's as dangerous as a team as there will be in October if you have a bullpen that's Hader, Jeffers, Kimbrell, and and Knable at Oof. the at the back end. I yeah. mean, that's just. That's four or five innings on a night-in, night-out basis over the course of a series where you're just throwing gas at people Good and they luck. have no idea what well, they're looking at. Let me ask you, like, is there a payroll concern in Milwaukee? You followed that team much more closely than I for the last dozen years. I'm curious to know, isn't that the kind of team that A, should add a Kimbrel, but B, should also be looking around at a guy like Dallas Keuchel? I think they still have some, some payroll flexibility um, to add a guy like that, like you're talking about. I, I really think that the the Brewers, they don't take it as far as the Rays do, but I, I do believe, and their actions say, that their, their organizational philosophy is not to necessarily go out and pay top dollar or to get into bidding wars for starting sure. pitching, that they'll they'll coach up the starting pitchers that they have, try to find some, some diamonds in the rough, and then bullpen the hell out of people with, with Hayter, Jeffers, and Knable. And, yeah. Throw Kimbrel in there, and it gets it gets that much more daunting. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm just I look at a team that's like similar to the Twins, although the difference between the Brewers and the Twins is that with the Twins, the only team you got circled in the Central is the Indians, and right. maybe you're looking at the wild card. That's fine. There's going to be some competition there. With the Brewers, 
you got to circle two, maybe three teams in your own division. Yeah. I know Central's going to be a brawl. Yeah, so I would just look at that, and I would say, to get all nerdy for a second, the marginal win is so much more valuable to a team like the Brewers in a in a nasty NL Central that I would be trying to add wins at the margin right now and sign a good pitcher like a Dallas Keuchel or a Craig Kimbrell um, rather than just kind of roll with what you got. And I'll put an asterisk on that fifth thought. If, okay. they, if they get Kimbrell, I might flip-flop my wild card and NL Central champion. A Cubs prediction. guy yeah. flipping. Yeah, because, that wow. again, that makes them very, very dangerous. And I think those two teams are, are pretty close in talent. I look around the diamond for the Brewers – and I see some guys who are candidates for steps back where, as I talked about before, I look around the diamond for the Cubs and I see candidates for guys who will take a step forward. That's yeah. the only reason that I picked the Cubs. But they're very close, and you had Kimbrell to a bullpen like the Brewers have, and that, that might put them over the top. Okay, so give me your five again just so we have it for posterity. My five thoughts and my five NL playoff teams, I think the Dodgers win the West. I think the uh, Phillies win the East. I think the Cubs win the Central and then I think your two wild card teams are the Braves and the Brewers. Okay. And I had the Dodgers, the Cubs, the Nationals, Phillies, and Mets. I mean, it doesn't even look good writing that down on paper. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stick with it. Those are my five clubs. You I feel, just realized what you've done. I feel pretty good about four of them. <laughs> it's not impossible that they'd all come out of the same division, but I, I don't feel great about it. Uh, Rami, do you have a recipe for us this week? Um, actually, I'm going to hold off on that till next week. Perfect. How were the tacos? They were pretty good. Okay. They were pretty good. You made it. So we're going we're gonna to have a few listeners, I'm sure, who are sure. new. Yeah. Rami's Recipe is a segment we debuted last week on Five Thoughts. It's something we're going to pick up throughout the season. He's going to try to recreate some ballpark food, too, which is an and interesting the reason, flavor. The reason that I wanted to put it off till next week is because Tuesday, yes. there is an event happening at Target Field, which is Target Field Food Day for the, uh, the Twin Cities uh, sports media to come and test some of the the sampling that'll be offered at Target Field this year, and I am all over that assignment, Derek. So Don't bring a lunch to work. That I want day. I want to go and get a little inspiration <laughs> at Target Field, and then uh, I'm going to pick one of the things that I try out there, and it'll be the first Rami's recipe on ScoreNorth.com. Love it. This is going to be great, Rami. Thanks for doing this, man. Anytime. It's been five thoughts. That's Derek Wetmore. Find his thoughts on the Twins at ScoreNorth.com. Search for this show and all our Twins programming, including. The new Glenn Perkins show. He joins Phil Mackey for an hour every week at scorenorth.com. Wherever you search for podcasts, just search Score North Twins or download the Score North app. And uh, the more you listen, the better chance you have to win things. That's Derek. I'm Robbie. We'll talk to you next time on Five Thoughts.